everyone, welcome to Let's Get Global, where we connect you to global business knowledge today. Today is a very important episode, very exciting episode. I'm here with someone that I really love and treasure with all my heart, Rosie Nojosa. For those of you that don't know Rosie, she's an, a former international business student here, here at uh, our school. So Rosie, nice uh, to have you here. I'm so glad and so happy to have you here. I'm happy you invited me, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> For everybody here, this podcast is going to be about international experience. So I know that you, if you're listening to this, hopefully you're still listening at this point. Uh, we have a very uh, important uh, podcast for you because I know that you're going to be planning on going uh, to, you know, whatever abroad program you find. So here we have Rosie and she's going to tell us a little bit about, you know, her experiences, her international uh, experiences, and hopefully you can learn something about it because it's, actually really important for me too, because I really want to explore a lot of different things. So hopefully you find a little bit of um, comfort in this podcast and some tips and tricks that'll help you out. So a little bit about Rossi. I want to, first of all, if you don't know her, uh, I want to elaborate a little bit on her. So Rossi graduated international business a couple of years ago. It was in 2019, I believe. Yes, that's correct. And you graduated, you not only just graduated, you graduated with excellence, honorable mention of excellence. Like for those of you that don't know, there is like honorable mention of uh, mention, you know, I don't know what it's called, but it's like you did great. And if you have the excellence, it's like, you're amazing. You're like the best student <laughs> ever and she got it. So it's amazing. And I know that you feel Thank very you. proud. Everyone feels very proud about that. Thank you for that. So she's an, an excellent student. She currently works, she's graduated, she currently works at EY, which is Ernest & Young. Yes. She is a, a senior global trade analyst. Uh, I don't know if you want to tell us a little bit about what you do in that position, just like the details, not the details, just like the overview. Yes, so very briefly, um, what, I, what we do is basically, so EY is one of the big four uh, firms. You can look that up, it's very interesting, and it's their consulting firms. So in... Uh, what we do at the Global Trade Department is basically help um, big companies on any matter related to international trade and global trade in general that may arise. So we're basically like the business doctors, if you want to see yeah. it in some way, but we like specifically on global trade um, issues. That's really interesting. I know that a lot of people that study international business, global business, have their aims at professional development in a consulting firm, especially one of the big four. Like, I mean, that's really cool that you're in one of them. So that's uh, that's amazing. Hopefully, uh, well, maybe I don't know where I'll end up, but uh, <laughs> I definitely have them in my in my sight. So join us. <laughs> I, maybe I will. Maybe I will. In a little bit. I'm about to graduate. Everybody yes. knows that. Take so I'll take it easy and um, I'll, I'll let you know what happens. Okay. So. I want to know a little bit about your college experience, you know, groups, student groups, and all of that. As everybody that's listening to this podcast knows, this is a podcast from the student group of uh, BGB students. I know that we were both in a, in a uh, student group together. We organized something really cool. It's the International Business Forum. Love it. it was great. <laughs> she was my director. I was the content director. It was like I got I got the speakers and I contacted them and all that and Rosie was like the the main one you know she told us what to do what not to do and she was uh, amazing at it and I loved it but is there any other groups that you would like you still remember and you're like oh I love this I love that well um I've always liked being involved in any way that I could so I 
I guess something that I really liked about my experience was that I, I didn't like force myself to be in only international business groups. So at my first semesters, for example, I was in a finance group called okay. IMEF and and we did a lot of networking and financial cool stuff. <laughs> as geek as that sounds, it was actually really cool. And then I've also been in several like other programs. Um, yeah, like I, I like to help with um, maybe like not being directly part of the team, like organizing team, but I've helped, I don't know, like um, Inc. Monterrey mm -hmm. and just several like, I don't know, different um, forums and stuff. Um, so I've, I've always liked to be involved in that and always helping like the student association in any way that I could. I actually applied to be president with Karim and vice president um, the student association and we, we didn't win. Okay. But then that's part of like the experience. Exactly. Like I got to leave all the, like the process of it and then what to do afterwards. And okay, I didn't win this, but let me join this other group and like stay focused exactly. and stay involved in this. Everything happens for a reason. It's still like, it's part of your experience as a student and you learn a lot from it. And yes. everybody knows that in this podcast, we're here to talk about learning and tips and what we can bring you as insight for the future and your student experience. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because we had a podcast that we talked about all the experiences and what to do. And I, with Becca, she's another broadcaster. She's not here, uh -huh. but I usually gave her a little tips on uh, a little bit of tips of what to do. She's uh, a new, in a way, a new fish here. <laughs> so joining student groups is something that we always talk about because yes. it's the experience. Not only like it's don't don't come here just to study and yeah, do every do more and do a lot of things. So yes. um, just closing this uh, segment on getting to know you for our audience. I just want to know, like you, of course, you work at EY right now, but have you worked before somewhere else, like in professional internships and all that here in Mexico? Yes, I did work in Mexico before. Uh, when I was in my, okay, I can't remember the semester, but I worked, uh, I did a six month internship at KPMG, which is okay. another big, another big, another big four. four. Yes. We're, Right now, we'd say we're competitors, <laughs> but yes, and I learned a lot. Um, and I also interned at AmCham, the American Chamber of Commerce, yes. which was also pretty cool. Um, in my personal experience, like I really like global trade issues, so that's why I, I interned there. But I've got friends that have done really different um, things and they're also really cool. But yeah. yeah, in Mexico, those are the two main interns. Time. That's really cool. Um, in my experience, I've had a little bit of a internship experiences, but um, I'm so glad that you have a lot of them because you you got to learn a lot mm -hmm. from them, and it's very different when you work here and you work somewhere else or you work abroad. Because we'll go into that <laughs> in a while, in a little bit. Yes. But it's all the, you know, you have to learn. It's all about learning and you know, getting these core competencies that you'll be able to provide to further companies and put on your resume or whatever. And it's also about money because then I need that money to pay for further further experiences. experiences. Yeah, right. so it's of, course, of course money. And there's no shame it. in doing it for the money also. Like No, no, there's no shame in that. Of course, it's really important. Everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you want to have something in a way, you have to have an expenditure on your part. And mm -hmm. it's, sometimes it's not that easy. So yes, of course, uh, compensation is re really well appreciated. Yes. And it's, it, always is a very important this, this size factor sure uh so moving on to a little bit of of course everybody that's uh listening right now she's rosie she's <laughs> done a lot of great things and it's lovely to have you here so you. now we're going to move on to a little bit about the experiences the international experiences okay 
young BGB students, uh, young students, if they're not BGB international business students or any other uh, related field, I know that in the program, in the new program here at school, I think they have like a, they have to go abroad in a certain semester. And I think that we're reaching that point in which they have to go. Okay. And I understand that it's a lot of different uh, things to consider and it's a lot of pressure. There's yes. like, where am I going to go? How am I going to pay? What am I going to, you know, what subjects, am I, what class am I going to take? Or a lot of different things. Exciting. It's really exciting. It's a little bit uh, nerve-wracking as well. You're very nervous and yes. you're like, what am I going to do? But uh, I wish I had those problems right now, but I don't have them. <laughs> I don't want to go to them. Anyway, they're going to go and I feel like we can bring them a little bit of insight and, you know, sure. knowledge on what it is international experiences were for us. What did we do? How did we manage? And what have they left us with? You know, mm -hmm. the experiences, the learning and all that. So. I want to talk a little bit about your experience. Everybody here that's listening knows that I've been to a, whatever number of programs internationally. They know my interests, my dislikes, my likes, because they've listened to all the 10 podcasts. So <laughs> hopefully give us those streams. Okay. Um, so getting to know your international experiences, I know that as uh, like going into it, I know that we have two similar experiences. Yes. Uh, both of us had the opportunity to go to a program here in one of our classes. We had like a joint class with the university in San Antonio, Texas, yes. Trinity University. It's like the Trinity program, we call it that. For me, it was great. I made I made some of my best friends there and I know that you might've done that too. I did. Um, so for everybody that doesn't know, it was like a class where you have to like create an export plan to another market. My application was a Latin American market. I don't know if yours was a Latin American one. Uh, it was a US. A US market? Yes. Well, it's in a way it's the same dynamic, different markets, but it was we a whole experience. It was a whole experience, and I don't know. I had a lot of different things that I loved about that one, and the cool thing is that our school provided us with the. I don't want to say expenses because it was not so much of that. It was more of the you know, the schedule and all of that. It was something that they already had in plan. And they just told us to go, and it was really great. Uh, yes. Not to go into detail on that one, but it's just a part of the experience so that everybody knows that even in your classes, you can still have international experiences you know, abroad. Because um, it is a class that is given completely here in, in, you know, in our program at campus. But there's a, a chance for you to go somewhere else. And that was really cool. But we worked at Disney. We that did. Is, and another one of our similar experiences we worked at disney you worked uh that when, was super fun when did you work at disney what year was it i believe it was 2017. 2017. yes so two and years before me yes 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 two years before yes. and was it was real for me it was the best thing ever like <laughs> i mean working over there everybody knows that i love disney we love disney as well we're fans yes we're being a cast member was really it was a very different international experience because international experiences are they can go from why, why, you know, different options. There's many ways of having one. Yes. And the international experience at Disney was more of a customer service approach. It's not more of, it was not an administrative experience, if you yes. can say, because I know that we were working, we were standing up the whole day at the park. 14 hour shifts. Uh, 14 hour shifts, <laughs> um, dealing with guests. Uh, but it was great. And it was not, not much of, as you're in a computer in an office, it was, you know, it was different. More of an yeah, hands-on experience at, at the park. Yes, and I also think that even like you and I had the exact same program, and 
each of us still had their own experience, like completely different experiences and, and things that we lived there, which is also pretty cool. Like every anyone can like change their experience and, and frame it in any way exactly. that they make that it they their can. own in yes. a way. Because I, I remember there were a lot of changes when I went to my program. But in a way it was funny because you were I remember I was I was working and then in mid June in the summer you're like, Hey, guess what? I'm going to Disney with my family and then we ended up having a great time, you know, spending my birthday at Disney. It was great. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, it was amazing. So it was a summer program. I know that they offer a wide array of a wide range wide amount of program programs and different programs. Uh, I don't know if they offer that still, but for everybody that's listening, if you wanna go to the, the that program. We have to research a little bit on what, about what's going on. There's a lot of different changes. The pandemic hasn't been helping us out in any way, mm -hmm. but um, research on that. Not to go into detail on that one. I and also don't yeah. like don't force yourself like oh I want to live this same experience. Like I remember th wanting some programs that were not available when I got like to the semester I needed to be. So listen and get inspired by the stories of like older <laughs> older students, but always make it your own and with the programs that you have available and do the best of it. And I don't know, like you can even go as a graduate, like yeah. open your mind to opportunities. Totally. I, I have, you know, certain instances where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the Disney college program. I had friends that went there before me like you, uh, and you get these expectations built up about what they live. And you're like, I want to live. I want to have that experience. And like you said, we have to make it our own because if you go to whatever international experience that you have, if you study abroad or whatever, and they tell you that it's great and you don't see it that great, you're gonna regret it. Yes. So it's not taking, it's taking the advice of people, taking their stories, but in a way understanding that it's gonna be your story, exactly. your experience. So yes. make it your own. Embrace it. So going on to other ex international experiences that you, that you had that I find really interesting, you worked <laughs> You went to the World Trade Organization, if I'm not mistaken. I did for six months. For six months. Yes. And what exactly did you do over there? What was it like? Yes. Okay. So it was amazing. <laughs> of course. And also I had the opportunity to go with Gary, which is like one of my best friends for sisters, basically. And so that was pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, so what we did is um, there's this like, uh, it's called permanent Mexican representation, which is like the Mexican embassy over there. and. These offices are, of course, are the government's offices, and there's where like the ambassador for from from the Mexican ambassador for the UN and the World Organization, which I'm gonna abbreviate as WTO, <laughs> the WTO are, and there's like a bunch of delegates which um, divide the uh, different areas that need to be covered there, and so in this very cool program, um, what we did is we worked. Like each of us, there were six of us, I believe, six interns, if I'm not mistaken. And each of us was paired up with one of the delegates. So for that, we um, we each saw different topics, which is one of another things that, I'm, that I say, it's like everybody makes it their own. Okay. So I saw a lot of economic um, issues. I really like economics and like all that area. So in development and et cetera. So I worked with the delegate, um, that saw those topics. Um, I believe Gary saw like non-tariff measures and tariff measures, et cetera. And we worked there for six months. What we did was we went to the WTO to the sessions where all the countries were like debating. Like if you've ever been to a, an MUN, it's 
similar, except okay. this is focused on trade. And, and, and so what we did is we took notes, we made like this little resume for like, like summaries for, for the delegates to send back to Mexico, like the headquarters, like yeah. Mexico city government. And then decisions were made and then we had to go and like Mexico votes or Mexico states this or I had to help to, um, one of my highlights was that I, I made a speech for the ambassador. Oh, for, that's so that cool. was pretty that was cool. Really cool. In the end, the ambassador couldn't make it to that event, but the, um, I, I don't remember the name in English, but like the vice ambassador. Okay, <laughs> Something like that. Said it and I was like, somebody pinched me. I'm sitting here and all these countries are listening to something I wrote on exactly. my laptop. So like, cool. what? Yes. I feel like in those experiences, you get to feel the reach, the, you know, what you do has an impact on not yes. just like your surroundings it's like a bigger thing yes like a speech i would have never imagined someone reading like in your case if i'm writing a speech and then i i hear that they're <laughs> speaking my speech to everybody in the world tournament, i mean i would lose it i would be like oh my god and it's in yes. those experiences that i i feel like everybody that's listening is going to know that there's a wide uh amount of possibilities in the in the experiences but you don't really have to go into one that's focused on your area. You can explore different things. Like mm -hmm. you said, there were interns and everybody did something different in a way yes. it's for you to learn. Um, and you said something really cool about Mexican representation. Yes. I feel like a lot of us are very proud to say that we've been somewhere else and we can say that as a Mexican student in that time, you are representing your country and you're like, if you're a good student, you're a good uh, match for the world, and representing Mexico is a really good thing. And I feel yes. like we forget sometimes that where we're from, and we have to understand that if we're a good candidate and this country has done that for us, well, we give back in a way and represent our country and those international experiences. I and love that idea. Yeah, it's, it's a really a good idea in a way that gets your mind going into, yeah, maybe I should focus on that. Yes. So when you said Mexican representation, I once you told me a really interesting story and it was kind of funny in the way that you ended up in a in an experience it was uh the g20 experience yes and it was a really funny story when you told me i couldn't stop laughing because it's like the coincidences in life mm -hmm. and of course I'm, i don't want to go into every program that you did or experience that you did and for us to tell you what you did i want to know more of what the tips and tricks of those experiences are and how they came to be Definitely. so I want to know, because, well, I know already, but I know that they want to know how you ended up in that <laughs> G20 experience, because everybody thinks that when you apply to something, you have to like sit in for hours on a computer and searching for whatever experience that you can find. And, and sometimes they come unexpectedly. Yes. And for you, the, it did. It did. So it you want to elaborate did. a little bit on how you ended up going to G20, <laughs> which is at in Asia, right? It, it was in Tokyo in that Tokyo. year, yes. Well, the G20 was in Osaka and the girls 20, which was like the, the one I went to was in Tokyo. But okay. yes, so, and I, I really like this story and I like to share it because like, I can't believe it either. So what happened was that I was working at the WTO and I didn't have a lot of money there. So we were like um, being short on like small rent and small, like, you know, and so we were living in a in a place with nuns, and we had like shared bathrooms and stuff. Which is, you're 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 gonna understand where I'm going. The point is, I um, I was in a line to take a bath, which is random to say in a podcast. But 
<laughs> I was with my phone and I got on Twitter because I had nothing else to do. And I saw this like suggested for you um, ad or whatever. And it said like, uh, go uh, apply to be the candidate to represent your country on the G20 in Tokyo this year. Like all like full, what? I don't remember how you say it, but like everything is covered on, on expenses wise. And I'm like, what? And so I click there and I start to research about it. And it, everything seemed like unreal, to be honest, in a good way. Like, so if I apply and I get selected, they're going to pay a full flight for me to go to Tokyo and represent Mexico in the G20. What? And so I dig into it and and I applied and they end up choosing me, which was insane. And so I ended up in Tokyo speaking about um advocating for women's and young girls rights and, and really yes it, it's and it's also something that i really like like it's the woman empowerment uh topics are something i really really enjoy so it was like a perfect combo for me and it had nothing to do with my school like it was something i got entirely on the internet on the most random place ever like doing no effort at all so it's unexpected um, it's unexpected you took the chance. i took the chance but it's also important that I, I think this ad bumped up to me because I had the right, like, not, I don't want to say network, but like, I have two Twitters, ones like for me right. and okay. like funny stuff and friends. Yeah. And then I have like a serious one where I right. never post anything, but I follow everything that I really like. So I have followed the WTO, the UN, I follow, um, I don't know, the Ministry of Economy, etc. And so that's where it bumped up. And I think my, 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 what I learned here is really have, if you have a strong network and you're really focused and you have like the, the, the tools, opportunities come faster. Like exactly. you don't have to spend hours and hours looking for them because your algorithm will do it for you. So use that in your benefit. Exactly. I think that's something that I really take from your experience is that you saw an opportunity and it would have been so easy right now in social media, you just are, you're a swipe away from losing you know, whatever yes. interest you had before. So you saw the app and it would have taken you less than five seconds to swipe up and just ignore that app. Mm -hmm. But you took the, you know, the initiative and you're like, okay, maybe this is going to be something good for me. Yes. And it's an international experience and it's like, okay, might, might as well just check it out. Yes. You're not getting anything, you're going to check it out. And that's something that I feel like everybody, we've had this uh, topic before in other podcasts, but take the chance. You already have the no in a way, so what's the risk in maybe looking into it maybe a little bit more? Yes. There's nothing. And no. it's also very important to understand that you are in charge of your things. So, for example, on this essay that I was talking about at WTO, I went with my boss and I said, hey, this sounds pretty cool. It's a topic I really, really like. It was it was about including women in, in the global chains, uh, global logistic chains, and I was like, Oh my god, I love this. Can I please work on this? And she's like, if you work on this, you're gonna have to do like a script for the ambassador. And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. But like, you really have to go and knock doors and, and fight and, and go and ask because nobody's gonna like put in a silver plate for you. Exactly. That's... I feel like um, part of growing up is realizing that not everything is gonna happen mm -hmm. exactly as you want it and yes. nothing is gonna come to you. You have to go for it. Yes. And you went for it in that uh, experience and every and you've been going at it um, for other experiences. And that's the, the important thing. You know? Yes. Go for it. You have a lot of other experiences. You went to the Bay in Asia. I 
Uh, you had a lot of experiences there, and you were, it was really fascinating. Uh, you also went to Harvard for some. It was a, like a small program. It was a, like a short program. Yeah, like uh -huh, like a forum kind of thing. Yeah, it was like an international relations thing, right? It's yes. Like, it, I think it's called the Harvard program for Harvard Project on Asian for, and International Relations. Asian International Relations. Where a Mexican got there and said exactly no, what she wanted to say. That's really cool. I mean, going back again to the. What, what we said, the Mexican reputation, yes. that's really mm -hmm. cool. And it's something to be really proud of. Yes. I know that you are everybody, everybody's proud of you uh, and what you've done. And you. you also went to a Miami uh, program here with our school. You had a, a little bit of experience there, but yes. I don't want to go into detail on all the programs. It's mm -hmm. more of, you know, what we've been talking about, the experiences and what to do, what not to do. But go, uh, speaking of something really important, which is money, mm -hmm. I know that when you when I say international experience, you're like, okay, I have to spend money to go somewhere else because yes. I have to spend, I have to pay for the flight, uh, the food, where I'm going to stay, my food, rent. rent, and whatever. Maybe you'll get a, a, a vehicle to move and you mm -hmm. have to rent something. I don't know, whatever else you want to have. We have to spend a lot of money. And there is this like, idea, mm -hmm. this general idea that's like, I want to go somewhere else, I'm going to have to spend a lot of money, I'm going to have to save a lot of I'm going to be like super uh, spending, but it's not always like that. Nope. I understand from your experiences and not so much from my experiences, but from your experiences, you can tell us that it's not really like that. And if you want to elaborate on why that's not the case, because yes. money is not always like if you have the right opportunity, you don't have to worry that much on money. So tell us yes. a little bit about how that works. So I think it's, it's a good mix. For example, what, what, what do I mean by that? When I worked, when I went to the WTO program, it's, well, Switzerland is one of the most expensive countries in the world. Like, they're, exactly. like, it's stated on the ranks. And so my family wasn't that excited about that. <laughs> and, but it was something that I really, really wanted. So um, I started to work really young and i was like okay so where are all my savings and where where can i get more money and and still get like a learning opportunity and what can i do to to compensate that and and so um i don't even remember if it was my dad or just like a, 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 a my my dad's friend somebody told me like you should check out the government's um scholarships and i think we have like a bad stigma or a bad idea of our government that nothing works, everything's messed up. And you know, it's not really always that the case. So I started looking up, I'm like, well, I mean, let's see what I find. And I actually found a scholarship uh, for international experiences on people that wanted to do something for the country. And I'm like, this fits perfectly well. Like I'm literally asking the government for money to go and work for the government in somewhere else. Like. It made perfect sense to me and i think it did to them too so i got this scholarship and with that scholarship i paid the whole rent for six months which was a lot yeah. and that helped and then for my previous internships i i like gathered a couple of money to for my travel expenses etc and then all my family members helped also but i mean that and then the g20 thing was uh, completely paid like it was a full scholarship as well so and play was also full scholarship. So I think it's very important to not like close your mind to that. Oh no, I don't have the money right now. I won't go like, no, stand up and let's see. Okay. Maybe I, for example, in my experience, I wanted to go to Australia on a normal 
exchange program. Like that was not going to happen anytime soon. So, okay, I can do that. What else can I do that will also benefit me and now have like a great experience with it? And how can I finance it? And just really dig into it and understand that you have to look for the opportunities that are out there waiting for you. Like sometimes um, when I was doing the scholarship program with the government and they said like, we, we wish we had more people to give this scholarship to. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, how come they're not like completely um, like run out? Uh-huh. And so, so yeah, so there, I think there's always a way. There may be times where it's not like, oh, I, it's not the experience I wanted as my number top one, whatever. But sometimes it is. And sometimes if you really, really want it and you really, really dig into it, you can accomplish a lot, a lot of things. And okay. you, you have to manage and plan in advance. Like that exactly. is very important. You can just get there and say, oh, okay, next Monday I want to go six months to Geneva. Let me get like an internship. Like, it's not going to work. Totally agree on that. I That's feel very like important. I wanted to move on to another, uh, you know, segment of the podcast where we talk about the pre, during, and post international experience. And I think you said something really interesting. But closing, uh, before moving into that, closing your experiences, I appreciate you uh, sharing your experiences with us. Uh, I wish we could have gone into detail <laughs> into each and every one, but it would have been a 15-minute podcast. It would have been a part one, part two <laughs> yeah, podcast. Um, but we'll talk about it some other time, maybe. Um, so it was great. Knowing your experiences, getting to know your uh, learnings, what you learned, what you um, experienced, it was great. So mm-hmm. closing that part with a thank you for that. <laughs> So now on to something that we want to talk about, about the pre-program, uh, during program, and after the program or the international experience, whatever you want to call it. What you said uh, really brings a bell into when you apply or when you start looking for things. Yes. This is kind of like the pre-international experience. Mm-hmm. If you want to go into an international experience, of course you want to plan ahead. Yes. Like you just said. It's something that is really important because there are deadlines in the way. Mm-hmm. Everything has deadlines. Yes. And if you want to go into a program, well, you have to do a little bit of research on those. First, plan when you're going to go. Yeah. Um, and then see the deadlines and all the documentation that you need. Sometimes, I don't know if you have programs where they ask you for like an essay, of course, your resume. Yes. Uh, maybe recommendation letters from uh, old bosses or uh, professors or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, in your experience, what can you tell us about your experiences that did you plan ahead? How did you plan ahead? What kind of documents were you expecting to be asked for? I mean, maybe it's the same for everything, but mm-hmm. for everybody that's listening, maybe they don't know, so we can give them yes. a So, um, first of all, a disclaimer, like I always talk about planning, but I'm horrible at it. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm the worst. I think I'm better at improvising and not being disappointed when things don't work out. I'm very good at that. Like okay. I'm like, uh, this didn't happen. Okay, what's next? So, <laughs> right. like, in a second. So, that has helped me a lot because I did do, um, in one of the classes, the beginning, the first class, they gave us, like, a plan your... your right, I remember that one. Everyone, yeah. everybody go there. You're going to do that again. again. You're see that what you did. And that's exactly what happened to me. So, I had this beautiful plan with all my trips and my experiences and my school groups, whatever. And like when I saw the results, I loved my results, like what I did, but it had nothing to do with what I had planned. So that's very important to keep in mind. Some programs were already closed, 
some didn't fit like with the semester I was on, some changed like, oh, it was a summer and now it's a semester and I don't want it in a semester. So um, that was very interesting to see. But yes, planning, for example, I think it's very important to know what you want, like as a top priority, in case you really need to make a choice. Like, okay, I have option A or option B and I need to decide now, something that would happen in a year and a half maybe. So that's um, very important. Um, your resume always helps. Checking in advance if the programs you want have requirements are, I think that's key. Like you need to have, um, I don't know, six month uh, experience in a working place. Well, you have to get that six months earlier. Exactly. Like at the time you're gonna apply or things like that. Usually, I think like the most common things were like a cover letter, like uh, why you wanna go, etc. Okay. to have that very clear your resume, and yes, as you said, like the professor notes. Um, exactly. Typical things that they ask you, typical documents that they ask you. Yes. And so as for the pre-experience or whatever you have to do in advance, I think that pretty much covers it, what you have to like, plan ahead, all the documents, whatever. Mm -hmm. Moving on to the during the program, that's you already are in your program. Let's say I want to go to France. All right, mm -hmm. I'm already in France. <laughs> I think the key takeaway here is not, I'm not going to go into the technical things um, related to that. Just enjoy it. I feel like from both of our perspectives, I feel like sometimes you get carried away into, okay, I have to do a lot of things and then they go by and then it's the end of the program. Yes, it Literally. goes so fast. It like, goes so fast and I feel like if, yes. I can give, uh, if I can give a tip to someone and I feel like we can share this tip in a way is to enjoy the program, enjoy your experience. Time flies especially when you're not in your own country, mm -hmm. because you're having so much fun, you're learning a lot, and you're doing what you want. Yes. And I feel like it goes really fast and you have to enjoy it in a way. And I'm gonna repeat the same that I just said, improvise when needed with a happy face. And and, and be open to new experiences. Like I remember in my Disney program, um, I was really excited because as an international business student, like I know the college program is for people from all around the world. And I was like, wow, I'm gonna learn about so many cultures that I don't know much about right now. And then when I got there, I met, for example, people from the US that were super nice. And they're like now of my closest friends. And I wasn't ready, like mentally ready for that. And I, I it, it wasn't what I, what I was expecting, but it turned out really cool. And you know, like be changing things and, be spontaneous. Yes, be spontaneous and open to new experiences. Exactly. Don't like say, oh, okay, I'm gonna go here and do this. Like, come on, just flow with it and enjoy every moment. Flow with it, I like that. But I feel like if we can give uh, someone a phrase, maybe put it in a sweater, we'll make sweaters and t-shirts <laughs> it's plan ahead, yet improvise when needed. I love that. I love it's that. Like Alexander 2021, that's my <laughs> quote of the year. Plan ahead, yet improvise when needed. That's literally how international experiences work. Yes. You plan them, you're there, but you improvise and you'll end up doing something great mm -hmm. and you'll enjoy it. I feel like that's the beauty of improvising and being spontaneous. You never know what's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> so pre-experience check, during the experience check, and now it's the end of the experience. We're back here and you're like, oh, it's so sad. I'm back here and I want to go there again. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the key takeaway here again is, you know, take pride in what you did. I know that yes. you, for in your case, you, of course, you uh, got a job somewhere, and I'm pretty sure that in, a, in, in the interview, they asked you, what about this? What is this experience? What is yes. this? <laughs> what is the G20? What is that? And you're like, take pride in that. And 
I feel like we should be proud of what we've been doing. It's like if I'm going I've been interviewed a couple times for and for jobs, and they ask you, "What is this Disney college from? What is that? What is this? You're in YouTube right now. You're into whatever." And it's really cool when you start to express your um, whatever you did over there and how it helped you become you right now. Because in the end, yes. your experiences help you make a better you in a way. Mm -hmm. Professionally, personally, or whatever. Totally agree. So um, there is not an experience that is not uh, value valuable to you. I feel every experience is big, every experience leaves you with something. Yes, like good I and said. bad. Good and bad. Mm -hmm. So personally and professionally, you learn a lot. Mm -hmm. So if you can take something from your from your experiences, is there's that you know um, it'll leave you with something. It'll leave you with personal growth or whatever you might need, so. And I really like the, the, the word pride that you use with it because I feel like when I came back from things, I my mentality was like, I did them for myself. I don't feel the need to share them with the world and like, I don't know, like feel like people people feel like I'm bragging about it. Like, mm, it, it's not, it's not, it doesn't go with me. But then when I started sharing, like, I think you need to be very intelligent on when, where and how to share them. Exactly. So if you're in an interview, share them. Like, but you don't have to brag about it. Just be like, oh, I did this really super cool thing. I think you guys would like it. Um, I learned this and this when I was in Geneva, when I was in Disney, whatever. And I think that can help me get uh, do this job better because A, B, C, D. Exactly. So like when you get with facts like that, people like it. And they're actually like, it makes you more interesting to them and they start asking questions and like use it in your favor whenever you have to don't be shy about it take pride in it and um, the good and the bad and what you learned and you know if you've already been to an interview you know the typical questions like greatest achievement greatest um like most complicated situation and so use that in your favor and and just share it i think that's pretty cool and i always there's this phrase of michelle obama it's called i love it's i don't it's, it's something like when you work hard and walk through the doors of opportunity, don't shut them back uh, af like after you. Turn back and help other people walk through those doors too. It's something like that. Like I misquoted it a lot. I'm sorry, Michelle, I love you. But, <laughs> we love you, Michelle. Um, but I understood the overall thing. And, and I, I love, love that. Like, don't take it like, okay, I did it. Great, I'm done. Okay, look back and try to help others do the same. If you see somebody in trouble, if you see somebody else asking for help, if you see somebody disoriented, like, be that mentor to anybody else that you can be. Totally agree on that. I remember my dad always tells me, like, if you want to go for a position that's really good for you, you'll eventually escalate the positions, but don't forget the people you're leaving behind. Take mm -hmm. them with you. Yes. Sometimes we, everybody, well, of course, we're human. We want everything, you know, first for ourselves. And we are in a little bit, uh, we're not self-centered in a way, but it's like we want that for ourselves, right? We do it unconsciously, I we think. We do it unconsciously. Honestly. I think it's part of our nature yes. to get what we want. Mm -hmm. And we might forget about what we're leaving behind or like what you did to get it. Uh, it might be good, it might be bad, but go for what you want and don't forget about the people that helped you first Yes. and the people that might need Me that here. help. Because you're not the, I can assure you that everybody here, everybody that's listening has an aspiration. Yes. But it, there is not... A single person wanting that too. Like there's many people that mm -hmm. want that particular thing that you want, mm -hmm. and you might get it, you might not. But help everybody that you can. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yes. And I feel like we're closing podcast a little bit. Uh, so we've talked about a lot about the experiences, about your experiences, about your uh, um, what, who you've been during your studies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of trip, tips and tricks on your trips. Uh, so I want to close the podcast with with a question for you. Mm-hmm. So it's a really short question. It's two words. Yeah. No way. What's next? I want to ask you that for, for everybody that's listening, you know, you're, of course, you're already graduated, you're working, you're in a professional environment now. Everybody that's listening probably is not in that situation right now. I'm about to be in the situation. I'm nervous Welcome. about it. Welcome. <laughs> Join us. Welcome to the circus. I'm the clown. I'm kidding. Uh, so it's I want to know, because it's something that I ask myself all the time, like, what is next for me? What's next for me? So you have another profile professionally and you have aspirations everybody has it so i want to ask you what's next for you so that's a tough question um i've been thinking about it a lot too because i also think that back at school each semester was very different from one another and you knew you had certain dates like oh okay first semester and it has an end second semester and it had an end and now i've been working for almost two years and it's like, it's not like the semester is going to end anymore. So it, 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 it all comes back like to me very strongly. And that has got me thinking a lot. And I want to do a master's. Um, uh, of course, I want to do it with a scholarship. Because I want to do like a really good master. I, I really like different topics. Um, I've been researching about it. I've been looking for opportunities. I've been preparing myself. I've been reading the requirements, etc. I think that's next. Um, also, like I, <laughs> I still have well friends your age, for example, and, right. and and even younger, who are still in in search of these cool opportunities. We have one of our friends, Camila, for example. Yes, she's always telling me like, look at this opportunity I found, and like it's it's not. I don't think that's it's that crazy. The fact to think, for example, she showed me an opportunity to go for to a world forum in Egypt, I believe it was, like for four or five days. Like I can totally ask for four or five days at work to go to a like you know don't I'm not closing myself to just like the masters and then continue with my life and maybe like I'm still looking to for interesting like exactly, things like, and so and I think that's time. that's cool. Like maybe I do them, maybe I don't, but it's fine. And I go back to the improvising thing. There's a Sorry to talk so much about Michelle Obama, but I really love her. We love her. She, <laughs> she recently her. had an, an interview with Oprah, and she was talking about the worst question in the world. Like, she hates it. It's when adults ask children, what do you want to be when you grow up? As it's something that's finite. Like, when you grow up, that's it. You're done. And you have to choose one thing, and that's it. She hates it. She said, like, it shouldn't be that way. You said you have to be evolving and changing and and, and moving and growing and and so I think that's what's next. I I think that something's gonna come up and then I'm gonna be asking myself again, what's next? And then some I'm gonna finish that and then what's next and keep on going. But so my first what's next is probably the masters. I love that. I love that. Uh, and I know that uh, you'll get it and eventually you'll be a master and you'll do whatever you choose to do. And you still have like it's funny because you see it. Uh, I'll be a master at something, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, what's next? What's next? And you think about it, and you still have a lot of years ahead of you. Uh, it's something that we discussed a couple of uh, 
uh, sometime ago. And we were talking about, you know, I'm in the 20s, early 20s. I say I'm, I'm 23 years old. And I still have like around 50 years of working professionally, growing professionally, so that I can retire. I still have like 50 years. I'm 23, and I still haven't had the half of my professional experience. experience. I don't know. Yeah. I'm yes. still starting, and I'm going to work somewhere, and I'm going to grow. And I feel like my what's next, in a way, is learning. Mm-hmm. Your work, your what's next is a tangible thing that you'll get. Yes. But for me right now, of course, I'll graduate. But for me, it's like, what's next? Keep learning. Yes. Still learn. And you so, can learn in so many different ways. Like, it's going to be like in, through, through I don't know, like school programs, through different works from, you know, like. From people as From well. people, Never yes. Is very important. Never um, so important. Exactly. So. Closing on that, what's next for the Rossi at Masters? What's next for me? Still learning. I'm still, we're still pretty young in a way. We have a whole life ahead of us. Yes. And sometimes we make the mistake of trying to put us in a place that we want to be forever, forgetting that we have the world in our hands. Yes. Opportunities come and go, but it is up to you to take them. And that we're so young. Like, you see, big, I don't know, like Guillermo del Toro tweeted this a couple months yeah. ago, like, I've never felt more devastated like in my 20s. And, and you really feel it because you have these huge expectations from everybody, from your family, from your colleagues, from your friends, from where they see you like some kind of superhero, like, oh, she graduated. She's going to be rich now and living like a penthouse in New York. And like, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, so, so, yeah, I, I like that. We have a whole lot of us and it's like, um, it's really interesting and really, I'm nervous. I'm scared. Of course, it's pretty human to be scared about what's coming next. But I feel like when they ask me what's next, I get terrified. And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I want to learn. I, I want to keep learning. And yes. It's, you know, I don't want to plan ahead that much because I want to still be spontaneous in a way. Because mm-hmm. I want to enjoy my youth, my 20s. And I feel like everybody tells me that the 20s is for you to do whatever enjoy. you want, try and enjoy. Use uh, your learn. money stupidly. Exactly. Like, try and sell whatever you want. Try and do whatever you want. Travel and all that. Everybody tells me, like, travel, travel, travel. Uh-huh. If I could, I would be here right now. But um, it's a part of, you know, also being conscious of what you have, what you mm-hmm. what you know, your Great limitations. Voice. Exactly. I, I wanted to quote with that. <laughs> so she didn't write the words out of my mouth. I'm sorry. If I can leave you something as well, is to be grateful for everything. And I know that Rosie wanted to say that as well. Uh, so I was gonna, I was gonna say that. I didn't know that. What are you gonna say? You were gonna say like, oh, grateful stuff. Uh-huh. So be grateful for whatever you're doing, um, wherever you're doing it. Be grateful for your experiences, for your family, your friends, your network, your people, your experiences, everything, because everything makes you you. Exactly. And in the end, you're gonna be the one that's giving an opportunity to someone else. Yes. So I, I really am anxious for the day that I can finally be a mentor in a way. I think you already are. And but you for some people, for some people, I think I might already be, just like you are for a lot of people, for me as well. You're my mentor in a lot of ways. You're my friend, you're my mentor. So um, yeah, be grateful for everything that you have. Uh, whoever's listening, um, be grateful and take pride in who you are right now. Because we're all amazing people and we all have very different backgrounds mm-hmm. and aspirations. And I'm really looking forward to 10 years ahead, 20 years ahead, when we see each other again and you're like, 
and I'm doing this right now, and maybe I have a, I have yes. a, a professional development, I have family, or whatever might happen in this industry, and that's the beauty of it. It is. So, I feel like we've closed the podcast now. It was great. I feel like we went in a little bit too deep at the end, like, you know, very <laughs> philosophical and all that. But for everybody that's listening, thank you so much for listening uh, to this moment. It's been a long podcast, but um, we appreciate it. And Rosie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. I appreciate Bye. it. I value your experiences and your persona. <laughs> you're an amazing person. Uh, personally, professionally, you're great. And thank I appreciate you. it, uh, your time. And that was it for this one, Global. Hopefully, we get to see you soon. And for everybody that's listening, have a great day, night, whatever. And we'll see you next time on the next Let's Get Global. See ya. Bye.